ALG really saved me. I put all of my success on joining this group. People constantly checking in saved me. I made so many like friends with people that I've never met, but I feel incredibly close to and, and I consider them family. It really is a family. It is a place where you can just be yourself and there is no judgment. There is no shame. You are so welcome there. Nobody has to be in this alone. Everybody is either going through or has gone through the same thing at one point. Let's do this. Welcome back to the ALG podcast. It's a pleasure to be here today. Today, we don't have a guest, but, uh, you know, me and David just decided to chop it up with you. If you're listening to this on the day release, happy Friday. Really quick at the top of the show, I want to remind everybody to five-star rate and review the show. Those five-star rate and reviews go a really long way. So today, David, I think that we should dive kind of deep into the mental health space. I know that we've talked a lot about mental health on here. We did a whole mm -hmm. roundtable discussion about men's mental health. We've dived in it with, you know, a few of our guests, but I don't really believe that we've chopped it up, just you and I. Mm -hmm. And lately, the topic of discussion within the ALG community calls has been mental health, mental growth, daily affirmations, and why they're important on this journey. So I figure we uh, bring it to the airwaves and, uh, you know, kind of let everyone listen in. No, 100%. Um, you know, but first off, you know, I, I'm very rude. David, how are you doing? I am phenomenal. I'm uh, back at the beach house right now. I just, uh, I'm a, I've been on a tear fitness wise. Weight loss has been fantastic. Um, I'm really, I, I'm pretty committed to doing another show, to be honest, whether it's this November or next year, I'm going to do another competition and we're doing it differently. I'm using carbs during my weight loss. Last time, I just find it easier to cut carbs for weight loss. And this time I'm adding carbs and doing it that strategy of calorie deficit. It's been fun. Right. It's different. It's a little more difficult in my opinion for me, but I find it just obviously much easier to cut carbs, go keto and lose weight. But um, obviously it's not the only end all be all. So I've been adding more carbs into my weight loss this time. So, you know what, actually that's a really good place to uh, pivot this conversation. Um, so now that you're doing this whole, you know, adding carbs in while still losing weight, how has that been on a mental level? Because I know <laughs> for me, when I was, you know, really knee deep in the, in the weight loss journey, but I was trying to pack on some muscle, obviously reintroducing carbs is one of the first things that I did. And obviously when reintroducing carbs, when you're, when you're low carb or keto for so long, you're going to notice, you know, the scale moving up and not moving down. So how has that been on your mental health? I mean, obviously you're in the game a little, you know, a while, but. Oh, definitely. My, my biggest thing in the, in the mental side, especially, um, number one, I find it just personally a lot easier to be in a massive, a bigger calorie deficit and not feel like the cravings. Right. You ha I have this harder pull, especially at night when it comes to wanting to go to the chips, wanting to go to some kind of carby thing. That I normally would just be like, oh, I'm not eating it. It's 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 easy just to say no. It's right. it's hard to go. Well, no, in moderation. And so um, it it has been a battle. I've I've obviously lost some nights, and being able to have that eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, uh, whatever it was, meal that I was not planned for, and you turn into a bear 
and being able to just like give yourself grace, give yourself accountability, start over a new day tomorrow. Don't punish yourself, but just acknowledge it, accept it, move on is right. always something because what I remember in the past, I would, I would, when you'd have that, like recently when I'd have like a, a meal off plan or whatever that may be, it's like, damn it, Dave, what the fuck are you doing? Come on, you're better. Than that. And you just kind of play this and then, and then it really perseverates and makes things worse. Now you, I, so now it's like, I acknowledge it. Yep. You, Probably shouldn't have done that, David. Your cat. This is really your program. You just fell off program. Let's get back on in the morning. Let's get back routine. Let's do everything exactly as planned. Because over time, guess what? I'm gonna do the right thing. And so, but that that's a that's a game because we've all been there where it's like you have a you're a week good, two weeks good, and all of a sudden you throw this meal in that wasn't anticipated. And being able just to acknowledge it, grace yourself, and move on is is a game. It's a game. Right. So actually, uh, talking about stuff like that, see, are you from the philosophy of um, night eating is bad? I, I get into this argument with people. No, no. My thing is there's nothing wrong with night eating if it's planned. Like, for example, if you have 2,700 calories, you're at 2,200 and you have 500 to go and it's one in the morning, eat, baby. You're, right. you're, you're, you're fine. There's, there's nothing wrong with eating at night. The issue is if you ate your full calories for the day and, and then you throw another 700 at night, well, then you're in a surplus and you then you that's obviously the issue. Exactly. exactly. Um, See, but, my my eating schedule right now is uh, my eating schedule is all over the place. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I so obviously 2000, uh, 2000 2021 has been a roller coaster yep. in my life. Oh, definitely for you. Uh, you know, started off New Year's Eve with having COVID and, you know, the punches never stopped, obviously, you know, flew out to L.A., spent two weeks out in L.A., had surgery. So now I'm recovering from surgery. So I haven't been, quote unquote, on plan as far as like my time meals, how many times a day I'm eating, but I'm not overeating. That's the mm -hmm. thing. So back when I was, you know, coasting and everything was, you know, at, you know, routine, I eat three meals a day when I'm at work. You know, I, I have three portioned out meal prep meals and then I have dinner. And then sometimes I'll have like, you know, quest chips. Or Do you eat breakfast? I don't eat breakfast. See, okay. I don't. I, so I don't <gasps> consider myself. Breakfast, in breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Yeah, well, You're basically just ruining bunch. your metabolism. Yeah. Well, you know, I would never say that I am intermittent fasting. Uh, I'll put a name to it. Yeah. I don't I don't label anything that I do. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just find it way easier that way. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I still to this day, I won't eat until probably like one thirty in the afternoon. Obviously, I'll wake up. I'll have black coffee. That's just me. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But um, so I have my coffee and then I'll and then I won't eat till like one thirty in the afternoon. But now I've only been eating one meal prepped meal at work. OK, so that that ranges anywhere between 250 calories to maybe 600 calories max. Okay. At work. And then I'm not eating again until I eat dinner, which is anywhere between, and people are going to freak out when they hear this. But dinner for me doesn't happen until anywhere between 7 and 10 30 at night. Okay. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. And to be honest, that's you're almost like, and, you're, you're almost under eating at that point, to be honest. Oh, no. I, I am definitely under eating. But my problem is because I come from a past life of obesity, overeating, um, night eating, um, night eating freaks you out. It doesn't freak me out. 
Okay. It's not that it freaks me out. Like in the obviously never in the moment am I like, oh, you should be eating this because I need to eat because I am seriously under eating. But um, the next day I'll be like, maybe you should, you know, not break your fast for another half hour or so. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I start playing that, that little Potter. Yeah, you know what I almost mean? Almost a punishment, not a punishment, but it's almost like an adjustment. Right. And it's like exactly. as soon as you start adjusting shit, you're in trouble. Yep. It's yep. Like, no, exactly. just go back to program. Just go back yep. to where you were. Move on. Like it, you get into a very dangerous game. Oh, I remember when uh, Nicole had that. Yeah. And like, for example, where it was like she, I don't know, she had that, uh, that game where she was, she hadn't gotten there yet, but it was just like, we just wanted to pump the brakes. Like, hey, be careful with starting to do these, what almost seemed like punishments for being off plan because that's a very dangerous right. game. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't believe in punishments. For going off plan, uh, I don't like that mentality. I don't like when people mm-hmm. have that mentality because I will fully own the fact that I used to have that mentality mm-hmm. because I came from a place of fad diet, fad diet, fad diet, fad diet. You're on a diet. You need to go on a diet. You're dieting. And then become then comes the punishment. You know yeah. what I mean? So that was just like um, second nature to me, I guess. To, to go into that punishment mode when punishment is not what you should be doing at all. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you know, if you, if you fuck up, if you, if you fall off track and when I say fall off track, if I mean, you can we, can we specify yeah, when, when? <laughs> Listen, it's, it's, it's a thousand percent going to happen. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care. I've lost 190 pounds in seven months. You will fall off. You will it's fall off. Time. Yeah. I, but the thing is you can't, for a lack of better terms, you can't crucify yourself for going off plan. You know, you can't punish yourself because what punishing yourself does opens up that rabbit hole that you just fought so hard to get out of. Yep. I don't know how it was for you, but breaking my food addiction. Thankfully, you know, I had the help of of gastric sleeve surgery. I think that was a huge proponent, if anything, of me just breaking my food addiction. Mm-hmm. But man, I would I would punish the shit out of myself back in mm-hmm. the day. And mine was, but I tell you what, my, my punishment towards myself early on, even in my weight loss, cause it did happen. It, yeah, I definitely would double down. Like, like I do 20 more minutes cardio, I do 30 more minutes cardio, whatever it may be. But also at the same time, it would just be mental. It'd just be like, dude. The f-. And it's always so interesting. Cause I always kind of say the pain and pleasure. I don't think there's anything wrong with getting accountable to yourself, getting getting um what's the term i want to say you well just the idea of like there's nothing wrong with getting hard on yourself it better be positive though which is like there's a difference between saying david what the fuck are you doing you're being a fucking loser that's that that's not gonna that's not gonna help but like if you were to say something like you know what david you're better than this i I know you're capable of more let's get back on track that like that that whole thing. There's nothing wrong with with getting on yourself and accountable, being accountable, and like kind of harping yourself up or hyping yourself up, but just making sure that's done in a positive. Twist. Absolutely, because here's the thing: no one's going to hold your hand through this journey, but you need to hold your own hand. Mm-hmm. You follow what I'm saying? Like you, the way that no one's going to keep you accountable. Hey, listen, if you have accountability partners in your life and you have a group of people that you know will keep you accountable, that's awesome. But at the end of the day, you also need to learn how to keep yourself a thousand percent accountable. Thousand percent accountable to the things that you're saying that you're going to do and actually following through with them. Uh, so to me, you fuck up, right? And yep. I, I know people listening to this are going to relate. The first thing to do when you fall off track, when you fuck up, is to say, 
Okay. That happened. I recognize what I did. It happened. It happened. And it's in the past now. And the thing is, when you're on this journey, we don't dwell on the past anymore because we're past that. Not to use the same word, you know, over and over again, but we really are. We're over that. Yeah, we're over that. We're past that. We're further than when we started. And I know it sounds like we're going in one big, big circle here, but it's the God's honest truth. When you start thinking of the next thing that you're about to do, the next level, and you stop worrying about what happened when, mm-hmm. you're going to go light years forward. More consistent. Time. Consistency is what creates all these positive things. Positive outlook, consistency, results every single time. And I tell you what, um, on a little bit of a pivot off of that, I do want to shout out, you want to talk about like mental health and how to do things correctly. Um, I'm going to shout out Britta right now because she has a very similar situation to what I went through two years ago. And just the, the decision to respond to a situation of adversity compared to reacting to it. And if for anyone that don't doesn't know British situation, obviously she's very public about it, so it's not a big deal. She snapped her ankle longboarding. Oh yeah, she snapped <laughs> that bad boy. Snapped that bad boy. Do you see the pictures? It's grody. If you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend it because it's 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 nasty. Shout out, shout out to Britta. <laughs> shout out to Britta. And uh, she immediately within within hours of it happening hits us hits both of us up says mm-hmm. says what happened and was already saying stuff like all right well we're gonna figure this out my nutrition is gonna have to be cleaner i'm gonna have to figure this out i'm, I'm looking forward to this new challenge and i'm gonna stay on track and like, that's just the way it's gonna be and i just remember my similar situation where two years ago the year before i was gonna so three years ago the year year and a half ago i did my bodybuilding show and so Two and a half years ago, I was I made the decision I'm going to do it. At this point, I was I was in the middle of a big bulk, too much of a bulk, and I was up to like 270. And I was big like, okay, I'm, I was about we were we we were thick. <laughs> and the dangers of transitioning from obese like obese weight loss into bodybuilding is and like strength training is very dangerous because you start to eat more, and then you start to lose track of the scale really quickly, and it, it can yeah. it can catch up to you. Um, I'm, I'm not anywhere against, I'm not, I'm not, uh, uh, immune to that. And so, but I remember I was, I made the decision that following year, I was going to do a show. And on Halloween that year, I tore my PCL playing basketball. Mm -hmm. And what do most people do in this situation? Car accident, uh, tearing a knee, rolling an ankle, their back gets blown out. What do they do? (laughs) This is gonna suck. I'm gonna lose all my gains. I'm oh, I'm gonna get fat again. Let me. Where's the Where's the ice cream? Where's bring me the ice cream? Give me the pizza. I want it all. And I mean, fuck it. Whatever. I'm just gonna I'm gonna drown my sorrows in food because because I tore my knee. That's one option. That that is a reactive response. You can do that. That's an option. Or you can pump the brakes. You can go. Hey, I tore my knee. This is gonna suck. I mean, it's not going to be fun by many means. Obviously, I don't want to be in this situation, but I'm here. So what am I going to do? You know what? I'm going to respond to the situation. I'm going to calm down. I'm like, you know what, David? This is a fun opportunity because guess what? Not only am I going to lose, am I going to do a bodybuilding show next year, but I get to explain how the year I decided to do a bodybuilding show, I tear my fucking knee. I have to go through rehab. I lost 60 pounds, 15% body fat, and still stood on stage. So what the fuck is your excuse? And so it, it's, it's that reactive versus responsive situation that we're all like, this is something 
that everyone has to work on is the react versus response situation that in mental health where you start to get consistent on calming yourself down and finding better strategies to deal with stress, finding better strategies to deal with situations that are out of our control. And so what for you, what have been some of those different events that you've had to kind of react versus respond? I've had a ton of those. Um, (laughs) Shit, where do I start? Um, Well, I tore my meniscus two and a half years ago. I didn't know you tore Uh, meniscus. Yeah, I tore my meniscus on my birthday. Um, were you were you pop lock and dropping it? I was I was in wrestling training and I was uh, we were just we were just rolling around. It was it was after training. Um normal stuff, like nothing catastrophic happened. And I had a jug handle tear in my meniscus, couldn't bend my knee, had to crawl to my car out of the building. It was wild. Yeah, oh yeah, it was it was it was gnarly. Um so yeah, I had to get total meniscus repair. I never tore anything in my whole entire life. And, you know, right then I made that decision. Hey, you've just come from so much. You know, I was like 230 pounds down, 250 pounds down, whatever I was. Um, I was at the peak of everything. You know, everything was going my way. I was wrestling training. I was following my dreams. And then, of course, everything just kind of came crumbling down on my 25th birthday. I had that slight woe is me moment. And then I realized everything I had been through. And I was like, I'm not going to throw this away because I have to have knee surgery, you know, three months on the sideline in the grand scheme of things is not that long. So what was I to do? You know? So at that moment in time, I was just like, fuck it. You're just, you're going to stay accountable to the exact way you're eating right now. You're not going to change a thing. If anything, you're going to bottom out the carbs that you're eating, maybe just a little bit. You're going to up the hydration, even though you're not doing anything. And you know, what? whatever is, is going to be. And then another time, obviously, I've had two uh, sets of skin surgeries. So when I had my tummy tuck, same exact thing. Listen, you would think, hey, you just had a tummy tuck. Everything looks great. You want everything to be great. But that's, I don't know how long your recovery was, but I think the initial recovery from the tummy tuck was almost like six months, like, you know, five to six months all in all because you couldn't work abs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was like 16 weeks. Yeah. So. Okay. What is that? Four, eight, 12. That's four months for me. Yeah. Okay. So for, let's say four or five months. Mm-hmm. Again, you're not doing anything. Your routine is totally off. You're not going to the gym. You can't lift. You can't do a damn thing. So in that moment, you have two, two decisions to make. Are you going to stay the same and you know act as if you're still doing, you know, or are you going to go back and open up that rabbit hole and reach into the you know the junk drawer for you know a bag of lace? And that's it. It's that split lace. Lace. <laughs> You know, looking back on it now, I mean, Lay's was okay. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't never, even 400 pound David, I didn't, was not a fan of Lay's. I, yeah. I went to the, uh, Mad Greasy, remember? Yeah, like, I, I just, the yeah, yellow bag, Greasy, super. and like, they just tasted like air. I, I gotta say, I was always a, um, Sun Chip guy. Were you? I, I loved the Sun Chips. With Sun Chips. I, yeah, I was a big Sun Chip guy. Yeah. I was a big Funyun guy. See, I think Funyuns are the grossest thing on the face no, of the earth. No, you're wrong. See, you're wrong. that's a, this is where you, this is this is where an immovable, immovable object meets an unstoppable force because you're yeah. fucking wrong. No, you are. Funyuns are. See, I wasn't a Dorito guy either. I was that kid at birthday parties. Doritos would come out, and I'd be like, yeah. hey, I don't want those. Doritos. Anyway, anyway, tangent there. Sorry about that. Uh, Mental. But health. yes, so so right in that moment, you have two decisions to make: Are you staying the same, 
or are you going to go right back down that rabbit hole? Mm-hmm. And you alone make that decision. Nobody's, yep. no one's coming. There's nobody coming. The magic man from the sky is not coming down. He's going to tell you, David, take that the fuck out of your mouth. What happened? <laughs> and it's because he's, well, because you sit there and it's like, early on, you have to accept the fact there's going to be things out of your control in your life that are going to put you in these stressful situations. Right. And being able to, at a, even at a relatively early part of your transformation, being able to say that, that okay, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to act like weeds don't exist. My life's going to be perfect every single day. And like, it's just great. Every day is great. Like, that's not the point. The point is to be able to acknowledge the fact that, hey, things are not as ideal as you want them to be. Nothing wrong with that. But being able to say, regardless of how things go off track, I'm not going to allow it as a justification to make my life worse. It's like, um, I still love uh, Will Smith's statement, which is like, um, obviously, uh, self-accountability is self-love. When you do things for yourself that are loving, that is the definition of self-love. And it's like the second part of that conversation is at the end of the day, most people don't give a shit. And, and at the end of the day, most people almost want to see you fail when, it, when push comes to shove. And so you're going to kick your own self in the balls when things aren't right. Like you're going to make your life worse. Like think about how humans are the only people out there that when life's getting worse, it's like, fuck it. I'm going to make my life worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think no, like, yeah, no other species has self pity. I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. You, you, gazelles are just like, well, this lion's over there. Fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Let me just walk in his general direction. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you just see this gazelle just like, eat me. <laughs> but again, like, the whole no. point of this journey is you have to adapt. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have no control over current situations. But for the most part, and I'll and I'll give this like ninety six percent of the time, you have total control over your own life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's not until something else outside of what you can control affects what you can. So you know, major car accident, death, what, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. let's not talk about like the dark and eerie shit. But seriously, you have total control of every situation. So at some point in time, you need to sit down and have a conversation with you, which a lot of us don't do Mm -hmm. at all. We are more afraid to talk to our inner self than we are to anybody else. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem, in my opinion. Oh, 100%. And then asking the question, like, I love this statement all the time, is like, is what I'm doing serving me or hurting me? Right. And just and just being able to ask yourself in a very just open sided thing, like you know what is smoking cigarettes hurting me or helping me? Yeah, they're they're definitely hurting. And just 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 getting to that position is such a great place to be. Absolutely. Like just 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 hey, is this is this is is the binge eating because I'm stressed really helping me? No, okay. At least let's acknowledge that it's not good. Okay, so it's not good. So now we're at this position now. Okay, so. Obviously, I'm stressed. What's a better way that I can deal? Because stress is always going to be there. So what is a better way I can handle it? Let's go to the gym. Or I'm going to call Aunt Susie. Or I'm going for a walk. Or I'm petting my puppy. I don't know what it is. Um, but that's, that's, that's between you. But being able to just acknowledge the fact that the strategies, when it comes to binge eating, when it comes to whatever it may be, is this really helping me? And just, just no, it's not. Okay, cool. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna vilify myself. I'm not gonna sit here and and belittle myself because of my past um, actions. I'm just like, you know what? From here on out, I'm gonna make a better decision. And 
that part of mental health is so it's so massive. Just that that little that five second pause between reacting and responding literally will make your life ninety nine point nine percent better by itself. Oh, yeah. Because it's just you sit there and I constantly see it where I am far from perfect with it, but I always I'm doing my best to acknowledge where my faults are. Let's work on them. Let's get better at what I can control. And it's like you just get into that path. You just start one day. It's like, you know what? I'm going to not yell at my sister for blank, whatever it may be. And just getting in that habit of starting to slow down that react versus respond. And like, I'm going to make a better decision today. Mm-hmm. And that one decision, momentum, makes a better decision. And that next one makes a better decision. All of a sudden, a year from now, you lose 60 pounds, you're shredded, you got the wife or husband, your dream, you got a billion dollars in the bank, and your life is fucking perfect, right? That's how that Positivity is a chain reaction. Oh, 100%. That's all it is. Positivity attracts positivity, attracts positivity, attracts positivity, attracts mm-hmm. positivity. And it just keeps going on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Now, when... How do you fix... You, what's oh, your... Actually, this up, so I actually had someone DM me this question. Um, how do you fix a negative mindset? Tell what's me. your thoughts? No, I, I want to get your thoughts first and I'll kind of give my thoughts. How do you fix a negative mindset? Well, you have to first figure out why that person... Like, what is that triggering point that is bringing the negativity on? Mm-hmm. You follow what I'm saying? Um, and then to me, it's just diving more deeply into why this is happening and how we can prevent whatever it is from happening or how do we go around whatever the situation is that's happening. Mm-hmm. And how do we how do we as a person take accountability to ourselves after that thing has happened? Because mm-hmm. like you were saying before, everything is response and reaction, response mm-hmm. and reaction. So you know, to me, it's it's fixing that reaction mm-hmm. every single time. No matter what the negativity is, it's always fixing that reaction. No, I totally get And I mean, I didn't answer your question at all, but... No, no. I mean, again, it's, it's just the idea of, like, for me, it's, it's similar because my whole perspective is, like, you don't fix a negative mindset. You build a more positive one. Okay, well, yeah. Yeah, like, like the idea, like, this idea There's that you... no fixing. Yeah. You, don't, you don't fix negative. You build positive. Just like momentum of, of change. Like you don't, you don't just like, I think as you start to get in the habit of looking at things from a more positive lens, guess what? It's going to naturally happen more. Absolutely. And if you, it's like, I would, the way I kind of explain it, it's like, you've been building this negative ball of, of negativity forever. You're carrying it with you and you can't throw it away. So the only way to fix it is to start building a positive ball. And then as soon as the positive ball outweighs the negative ball, the negative ball kind of disappears. The positive ball takes over. Like, Because again, like this idea that overnight, all of your negative responses are just going to go away. I just don't like this. There's no way. Like, that's, not, that's not how life works. Like right. one day you flip a switch. Yeah, everything's great. And like, I'm on top of the world. It's like, no. Like, it, But it gives you something to give yourself some grace on because it's like, hey, I'm working on this. We're getting better at this. And that whole philosophy um has i have found that's the way i've kind of done things to make things more consistent mm-hmm. within okay. like positivity and mental change i got you so now my question is where i wanted to pivot to next is how does one know when to ask for help hmm. 
I think it's never too early to ask for help on anything. I think and it's never think, too late to ask for help. Uh, yeah, it's never too late too. I mean, that's the whole point. Like, I think being being humble with yourself, and that, but that's a that's a loaded question because there's some people out there that just that that their 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 biggest thing they're missing um, is they need to ask for help. That's all I got to do. Yeah. Flip of the coin. There's some people out there that all they do is ask for help. Ask for help. Right. And they don't take any of the advice. That and they don't take advice. And they don't take initiative from it. They did all, all the above. Right. And their issue has nothing to do with advice. Their issue has nothing to do with of help. Their issue has to deal with acknowledging the fact of, hey, you're getting help. Hey, there are people are trying to help you and you won't do it. You, actually, yeah. I, I actually like that because I can name several times in my life where I have, you know, obese John Arpino, 500 pound John Arpino, had went to people who were living a better lifestyle than me, who had the body that I wanted, and I would go up to them and I would ask them for help. I would ask them for help. They would give me tons of advice, mm-hmm. tons and tons and tons of knowledge, and I would never do anything. Yep. But then I would see the next person who was exactly what I wanted to be, what they were doing, everything, and I would ask them, and I would just keep getting advice, advice, advice. But I would never, you know, I would never get off the pot. You know, it's like yep. shit or get off the pot. I would never, ever, ever get off the pot. Yep. And it's, it's just, it's life is so yin and yang. I, I fucking hate when people say like, this is the one thing. Yeah. It's this one thing. It's like nothing is one. There's not one thing that is one thing. Like that's just not how life works. Some people need positive reinforcement. Some people need to work on this like positive, yeah. this, and some people need to actually live in reality. There are yeah. plenty of people out there living sunshine and rainbow world. And like, everything's great. Everything's great. I'm, I'm 400 pounds. I'm, I'm losing my three toes because of diabetes, but everything's great. Everything's great. Everything's fantastic. No, like, that's not how this works either. Yep. And so it, it is such a yin and yang kind of position because it's like. Well, there are people that are okay with being miserable. Yeah. Like I have met those people. Mm-hmm. I'm related to those people. You know what I mean? Like, that alcohol is piss baby here, you know, like that's just, that's just the nature of the beast. But like, I know diabetics that should definitely get a hold on their life that don't do anything. Nope. That check that they have to check their, their, their blood sugar, that have to take insulin, but they're having, you know, two glasses of soda with dinner. They're having carbs all the time, you know, like, bruh, you bruh. gotta, you have to, there's like no other way of saying it, but bruh, like, and I've been that guy, you know, mm-hmm. like, and that's why I feel like it's okay to speak from that space because I've been that version. Like I've been the fucking, we can have the hard conversations that most people yeah. aren't really allowed. But to. I, I've been the 500 pound fat dude who's looked at someone and been like, don't you think you had enough? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. You just had a second. Don't don't you think a second piece of cake is enough, you, bro? You're sitting there, you're 500 pounds. Like, who the fuck are you to tell me? Yeah, and it's and 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 the, and, and the same thing of like uh, stress eating, where like people in every walk of life, and you see them, and all of a sudden they have Aunt Susie dies. And it's like, give me the ice cream, and I look at him like, is that really what you want? Do you to have do? an Aunt Susie? By the way, I've always wanted to ask you that. Nope, no Aunt Susie. Oh, okay, because you use Aunt Susie as an example all the time. I've seen this lady get electrocuted, killed, <laughs> shot, like. No Aunt Susie. I think that's why I say it. Because it's oh, like, okay. I don't have an Aunt Susie. So we're, we're safe. One day you're going to find out you have an Aunt Susie. <laughs> I'm going to attract an Aunt Susie into my life. Hey. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I, I think it's it being able to, when you walk through something and then having the empathetic, but 
strong conversation and perspective with someone like, hey, that's not good. Like I've been there. It's it's not where you want to be. And I know this path. And so being able to say that, not not like in a vindictive way, but it's like, hey, I get it. Right. And that's where it's like uh, obesity, body, body positivity, and that whole kind of swirl sh- sh- is like, I'm not going to see him go, God, oh, look at all you fat pieces of shit. Obviously, I'm not going to say that. Like, you're just lazy. But it's like having that humble conversation. I remember when I told my mom I looked pretty good for 400 pounds because all my friends thought I was 300. I remember making those those justifications. I get it. But y- you will get to a point, I hope sooner than later, where it's like, that's just not the road you want to that's go down. That's not it. That's, that's not, not it. it. Um, we've kind of tangent off mental health a little bit, but... I, but um, No, but I do like the direction of where No, I think we, we had a, a very, very just humble conversation. I think we should kind of do this more often. I think it's, it, it's, a, it's a fun dynamic because it's just you and I... Yeah. Shooting the shit. <laughs> Honestly, for anyone who watches this entire podcast and you're watching on YouTube, comment below what your thoughts were um com- like, or if, if you're in the alg community uh app go on there get your get perspectives i'm, I'm always intrigued I, I i love feedback did you like the conversations did you not would you like to, would you like to double down on something anything i love pot like i love constructive criticism anything that involves con- like you're a bunch of fucking losers. <laughs> okay, we, we, that, that's not. That's I know that you're only talking about him, that you're not talking about me. See, if I saw that, I would just be like, "Oh, they're talking about, Dave. <laughs> I'm about, to talk about Dave." You know, you know, I have heard though. If if you give a, a five star review, that I can grow a beard. Like like science has clinically proven that if we get like five hundred five star reviews, my beard grows. So, well, what I am going to do is what I am going to do is uh, after this podcast goes up. The next three five star rates with a review, we could give the money off the uh, the journal. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, we'll make that happen. So five star rate review, put a really nice review, get some money off the ALG Account of Life Journal, and yeah. Um, another thing that we wanted to touch on, Pon, really really quickly. Um, actually, so I when we have the opportunity to do you know, just you and I again, which has been a very rare opportunity since mm-hmm. we started this podcast. Uh, we've had a lot of amazing guests, but I would love to do a Q and a, uh, a Q and a. Yes. We got to figure so, that out to set that up. And you know, if you've listened to this podcast, obviously in its entirety now, please start shooting over your questions via DM to the accountable life uh, Instagram page. So the mm-hmm. accountable life group at accountable life group on Instagram, shoot us over your questions. Because the next time that we do this, we are going to etch out either a whole episode of, of a Q&A or we will etch out, you know, the last 10, 15 minutes, depending on how many questions we have. So we want to hear from you. We want to know what you want to know. Uh, and hopefully that we can answer those questions for you. So, again, just shoot over a DM to the ALG Instagram page. Uh, five-star rate review. Get your money off the ALG journal. And then, David, the moment that me and you have been waiting for since last year when we started this rigmarole, lay it on. Lay it on. We, we, we dropping the bomb? Yeah, might as well. If we oh, we're dropping far, the bomb. I don't Maybe. think anyone's making it this far to the end of this podcast. But. Well, if you drop okay. it this far, I'm so excited. We're about to launch. We're, we're finally going to launch uh, coaching. I'm super grateful for it. We're going to have one-on-one coaching and group coaching. 
So like there'll be opportunities if you want one-on-one, you want to have those conversations, you feel like you have like you you want that consistency through just one-on-one mentorship. Great. If you want the community aspect of being able to have like a small group of people inside the same community, building that accountability together and having a weekly phone call and have those conversations, have those questions, be able to lean on one another, people that have lost the 200 pounds that you're trying to late like latch onto or you're at the beginning and you're really trying to uh inspire others to that process as well i'm really excited to, to launch coaching and I, i'm this is gonna be fun i'm so excited yeah, to see what it's we can gonna do. be really good uh with the coaching obviously you either have the option of doing one-on-one or group coaching as david said you have 24-hour access to david and i that's via via text uh we're gonna offer weekly of bi-weekly calls i'm literally reading the flyer right here folks which you'll see drop very soon <laughs> But I just want to let you guys know, there also will be, just like how we have the ALG community call, we're going to chop that down, make it into bite-sized pieces, and you will be involved in your own small support group mm-hmm. with people with like-minded goals. And uh, yeah, we're going to do lifestyle nutrition coaching yep. and mental coaching. That's the, right. The mindset <laughs> and nutrition and physical. I mean, we, 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 we got, I got you. Like, this is what I do. I got you. And we I'm here for you. a good time, not a long time, ladies and gentlemen. So, no. Uh, but, yeah, no, we can't wait to for this really to hit the pavement and go. Um, because, you know, I say it all the time, and I, and I say it way too much, but when we started this, did not expect it to get to where it is here. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've done not even – we haven't scratched the surface on what we want to do. So now we're really opening up a huge door. We really want to be able to help and inspire and keep, uh, you know, as many people accountable and change lives. So now we're going to have that opportunity. Oh, yeah. No, we're not going to talk about pricing here, but coaching is now And it's going to be ALGcoaching.com. Bam. So visit ALGcoaching.com. Visit Amazon.com for the ALG Journal. And of course, as always, you can join us each and every single Wednesday night for the ALG community call, which will always, always, always stay absolutely free. And we're always accepting new members. So we hope to see you in one of the calls soon. David, I appreciate you. As always, this was a really good conversation. I know we had a few tangents, but I think we did a really good job here. If you have any last words to put a button on it, now's the time. You're a bunch of stud muffins ever who's listening right now. You're studs. You're champions. All right, folks. That's it from us. Stay beautiful. Stay sexy. Stay accountable. Till next time. Totals. <laughs>